0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, two new surveys are out. One showing that over 23% of America's college students favor using violence to silence someone they disagree with. In another survey, over 65% of Democrats in America think Justin Trudeau's actions in Canada are good rather than bad. We'll discuss this and more on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's show. Thanks for listening into the Rebellion. Today's topic, I'm going to focus on these two surveys that I've recently read. One, one of the surveys I mentioned in the introduction, shows that 23% of America's college students think that using violence to silence someone they disagree with is acceptable, is a moral good. That survey comes to us from FIRE, that's the acronym, FIRE, F-I-R-E, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. Every year FIRE conducts a poll where they survey, I believe over 37,000, yes, I'm looking at it right now, over 37,000 college students at 159 different colleges and universities across the land to see what their attitudes are regarding academic freedom, intellectual liberty, on our college campuses, and the results of this survey should scare the tar out of you. 23% of our college students, a quarter of all of our college students in America, think that using violence to silence someone they disagree with is acceptable, admirable, a moral good. The second survey that I will share with you today comes to us from the Trafalgar Group, Where they surveyed 1,080 likely general election voters recently, from February 18th through February 20th, and they asked them what they thought about Justin Trudeau's actions. And the results of that survey show that 65% of Democrats approve of what Justin Trudeau has just done in Canada essentially, declare it to be a police state and suspend its constitutional civil rights and the guarantees that. Canada's Constitution promises its people, all because a bunch of truckers simply want to be left alone. And we have 65% of American Democrats agreeing with that action. Now, these two surveys that I'm going to share with you, like I said, should scare the tar out of you. You have a quarter of our college students saying that using violence to silence someone they disagree with is a moral good, and then you have 65% of American Democrats saying that Justin Trudeau suspending civil rights for the nation of Canada and using violence via the police, a police state, to silence a bunch of truckers that they disagree with is a good thing. How did we get here? How in the world do we have people in the United States, the land of the free and the home of the brave, the land of a constitutional republic, the land of the Statue of Liberty, the land where we have cherished freedom as as a um, summum bonum, our first thing, one of our highest goods, not an instrumental good, not just a means to an end, but something that we should guard as a moral good and a moral right that everyone should uh, should enjoy, that I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. How did we get from that point That point to where we are today, where we have a quarter of our college students saying using violence to silence me for saying what I just said, if it offends them, if they don't like it. And 65% of Democrats saying that Justin Trudeau essentially doing that in Canada is a good thing. That's what we'll talk about on today's show. Now remember that if you would like to subscribe to The Rebellion, I encourage you to do so by going to patreon.com. Backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com backslash D R E V E R E T T P I P E R. Please consider doing that. And remember, the best way for you to push the rebellion out there and help us grow this show, get more people joining the rebellion, is to copy and paste some of your favorite episodes, links to your favorite episodes, out to your social media. Please do that. Post it on Facebook. Uh, MeWe, Gab, Gitter, uh, Trump's new uh, social media. Post it everywhere and anywhere, whatever social media you use. And when you go to Apple Podcasts and listen to The Rebellion, please give us a five-star rating. That helps bump up the algorithms and more people will listen. So thanks for supporting us. I'm very grateful. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Let's jump right into these the, these two surveys. I mentioned that you have this one that has been conducted by FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education. Let me just give you a brief description of FIRE. This is not a Christian organization. However, they did represent me once when I was the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I was the only university president in the nation. That's not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. They actually contacted me. Now, FIRE's president is not a Christian. In fact, It's my understanding that he's an atheist, but FIRE, as an organization, has been outstanding in defending academic liberty, intellectual freedom on our college campuses. They believe that you should have individual rights in education, that you shouldn't be silenced regardless of what your view is. Now, some of the views that they would support, I would disagree with those views, but I'll defend to the death your right to say them. Um, and that's where FIRE and I align. So they represented me when I was fighting the Obama administration's imposition on Christian education and education at large, telling us what to do rather than allowing us to make our own decisions, how to establish our policies and then adjudicate those policies on our college campuses. Uh, Obama said, no, we're going to tell you how to do all of this. And I said, no, go pound sand. We'll make our own decisions, thank you, and FIRE actually supported me in a lawsuit against the Obama administration to that end. So FIRE conducts this survey every year where they uh, gather the opinions of college students and university students from across the land. This year's survey included 37,000 students in their sample from 159 different colleges and universities across the nation. Now, here's what the survey found, and I want you to listen to this data it found that 66% of students support shouting down a campus speaker that they don't agree with. 66% of today's college students think that the way to engage in a debate, the way to engage in conversation, the way to engage in communication is not to listen to somebody you disagree with, but to shout them down, to yell at them to put your hands over your ears and just go "na na 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 I can't hear you," which is essentially what that is. It's a childish juvenile response that we should laugh at rather than encourage and applaud. 66% of today's college students support shouting down a campus speaker that they don't agree with. But here here's the one I focused on in my intro. 23% of those students surveyed supported using violence to stop that speaker. 23% and more than 80% of the students surveyed said that they self-censor their own viewpoints on their college campuses at least some of the time, with 21% saying that they censor themselves often or nearly all of the time. What in the world is going on? Our college students are telling us that when they go to college, they don't wanna hear Any ideas that they disagree with, they'll shout speakers down if they bring a challenging idea to the podium, to the lectern, to the campus, into the lives of these students. If they don't like the idea, they should shout it down rather than engage in a debate and try to win the debate by virtue of their superior reason. And better ideas? No. No, they don't believe that should take place. They think they should just shout down the speaker. And then 23% say, if that doesn't work, use violence. It's a moral good to silence that speaker. Just stop and think about that. Think about that. And then it's no surprise that the next number comes out, that 80% of the students self-censor themselves. 80% of the students self-censor their viewpoints on college campuses? Well, of course they do. They're afraid. They think that if they open their mouths that their fellow students, at least a quarter of them, 25% of them, close to it, are going to use violence as a reaction to their unpopular views. So, of course, we find 80%, 8 out out of 10 of our students are self-censoring. They're afraid of what will happen if they express their views honestly. I want you to think about that and ask yourself, how do we get here? Why are we in this mess? And then you have this survey that came out just this past week from the Trafalgar Group. It surveyed 1,080 likely general election voters. They did this from February 18th through the 20th. And the key question in this survey is, was this. Uh, what do American voters think of Justin Trudeau's recent actions in Canada? Uh, Suspending civil rights, declaring Canada under the Emergency Act to essentially be a police state. All for the purpose of silencing some truckers who had a contrary view, who didn't believe they should be forced to inject something into their bodies that they don't want. Um, That they should lose their jobs if they don't wear a mask and don't comply with Justin Trudeau's draconian actions with regard to covid uh, a virus that has a 99.5% survival rate, a virus that zeroes in on those people that have comorbidities. So if you're generally healthy, you have even a better survival rate than that 995 because you're in the category that isn't as prone to get sick as those that are. I mean, I could go into this. We've spent show after show on the statistics and the data with regard to this particular issue of the COVID virus. But surely, surely a civil society would recognize that we can talk about this stuff without our prime minister, as is the case in Canada, or the president, as is the case in the United States, silencing all of us by virtue of declaring a police state and dragging us off to jail if we don't agree. So what percentage of American voters agree with Justin Trudeau? This is stunning, and I'm going to read directly from the report, from the survey report to you right now. Democrats overwhelmingly favored Trudeau's response with 65% approval to only 17% disapproval. I'm going to read that to you one more time. I want you to think about that. Democrats overwhelmingly favored Justin Trudeau's response with over 65% approval to 17% disapproval. What's And where were the rest of the people between those two numbers? Well, basically shrugging their shoulders, saying, we don't know. We're not sure what we think about this. But 65% of American Democrats agree they approve of Justin Trudeau's response. 65%. Now, add up the numbers here, or think about the numbers that I've already shared. 23% of our college students think that using violence, To silence a speaker that they disagree with is okay. 23% think that silencing speakers by the use of violence is a moral good. 66% of our students believe that shouting down a campus speaker is the best way to engage in a conversation with an unpopular idea. 65% of Democrats think that what Justin Trudeau has done is right. And good, they approve of it. Silencing truckers by the use of police, power, strong-arming them, threatening them, seizing their bank accounts, taking them to jail. Do you see the common thread here? Now, by the way, Republicans in this Trafalgar survey, what did they say? 87% of Republicans... 87% of Republicans disapproved of Justin Trudeau's action. 87%. 65% of Democrats approve of it, with only 17% disapproving of it, where 87% of likely GOP voters disapproved. There's a huge division in our country right now. We have two different nations with two different sets of values. One group does not believe in freedom as an objective good, or it may be an instrumental good as a means to an end of a utopian state. Take advantage of the useful idiots under the banner of freedom, freedom of expression, tolerance, inclusion, love trumps hate. Use all of those nice sounding Nice sounding slogans. To your advantage, but as soon as you gain power, you silence anybody that disagrees with you. Oh, you're not tolerant anymore. You're not inclusive anymore because really you never were. It was all a lie. It was all a ruse because we think that we can even use violence to silence you. So don't be talking to us about tolerance and inclusion. Don't be talking to us about lives mattering because truckers lives don't if they're standing in the way of police on horses that choose to just ride over the top of them this is a question of who we want to be as a people and how did we get here well it's it should be no surprise to you i'm going to i'm going to go i'm going to go there again here i go education education We've been grooming our kids for generations to believe this nonsense. We've been grooming them to be sexual nihilists and deviants by virtue of the uh, LGBTQIA rainbow uh, garbage that we've been pushing on them for decades. And prior to that, and just as bad, you know, lest you think I'm just picking on LGBTQIA. Sexual nihilism of any sort is going to result in this type of confused, debauched thinking. Selfishness. Really, sexual nihilism is about selfishness, pure and simple. It's It's not about sex, really. It's about being selfish, imbibing your passions, your inclinations, your instincts, what you want to do. It's all about you, sexual nihilism. It's not about other people. It's not, uh, not on, about honoring the dignity of others. It's about you getting what you want. That's what it is. So we've been grooming our kids to be selfish through the sex ed curriculum, which I would argue, again, is nihilistic. We've been teaching them to hate others by virtue of critical theory, because I mean, if you look that way, if you're one of them, if you're if, if you're one of those people, then it's all your fault, because that's the way you people believe and act. I mean, this is racism, pure and simple. It's awful. It's terrible. But we've bought the lie. We've been drinking the Kool-Aid. We've been teaching our progeny to believe all this nonsense. I mean... We, we Let me say it again. We've bought the lie. In times of universal deceit, what's the only thing we've got left? What's the only rebellion left? In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. When truth ceases to exist, insanity is going to reign. One more time. When truth ceases to exist, insanity, insanity, literal insanity is going to reign. You're going to believe that men are women. And women are men. You're going to believe that a worldview that has resulted in a 100 million deaths over the last century, communism, socialism, is somehow a good thing rather than a bad thing? You're going to believe that freedom is a secondary issue, not a primary issue that should be defended at all costs. Oh, use freedom to your selfish ends, but never embrace it as the ultimate good in and of itself. Utilitarian, sure, but not an objective good that stands alone in its own right. When truth ceases to exist, insanity reigns. Our educational system is no longer about truth. It's now just the perpetuation of opinions, selfish opinions. And education should be about freedom. It should be about academic freedom, intellectual liberty. It should not be about control and power, and it shouldn't be about politics. It shouldn't be about yelling at people if you disagree with them. It should be about debating with them and winning the argument because your ideas are better grounded. Your, your ability to persuade others was superior to your opponents. This is called debate, but we don't do that anymore. We just yell. 66% of our Students think that that's a good thing to do. If you disagree, 23% say, well, just, just use violence to silence them. I mean, if you listen real closely right now, you can hear John Dewey chuckling in the background from his grave. Here's a quote from John Dewey, the father of the current American educational system, the one that's broken, the one we're using right now, the one we've essentially embraced to the end of destroying our constitutional republic. How did we get here? We embraced John Dewey's educational model. This is a quote. You can't make socialists out of individualists. Children who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society, which is coming where everyone is interdependent, close quote. That's John Dewey and we've grounded We've built an entire educational enterprise on John Dewey's philosophy. You can't make socialists out of individualists, said John Dewey. Children who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society. Hmm. Want to know how we got here? Education. Your own local schools. They're the ones who have led us to this mess. Teachers, unions, arrogant politicians, academic elites... All of them who have ignored us, they refuse to listen to us. We're too stupid, they say, to be heard. We don't understand education because we're not experts, and they are. They've got professional training, and therefore, parents should have no say in what their kids are being taught, the books that they're being assigned to read. And any parent that comes to a school board meeting and suggests otherwise, well, that parent is the problem, not us. That parent that doesn't want sexually explicit material like gender queer, Mia, Maya Kababi's queer with graphic pictures of homosexual sex and oral sex in those books for minors to read and look at. No, no, we don't need to let the parent have any say in the curriculum because the parent just doesn't understand the literary value of Kababi's excellent book. Or, or how about Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eyes? No, no, no parent should possibly object to that because it has great literary value. Oh, it may have a few lines of objectionable material, such as a full-page graphic description of incestuous rape. But, oh, no, that's not going to hurt any of the 14-year-olds that are reading it. I mean, these people are insane, and we've bought the lie. So you wonder how this fundamental transformation of America happened almost overnight? Look no further. Just look in your own backyard. It's America's schools. It's American education. Garbage in, garbage out. I mean, if you're going to send your kids off to these re-education camps, don't be surprised to find them return re-educated. You want to see the trajectory of your family change and your legacy lost? just ignore everything I'm saying. But I'm telling you, you're ignoring it to your own peril. This stuff has to be addressed, and we have to address it at the ballot box. If you're listening to me and you're not taking action, if if you're if you're going to go vote without knowing who you're voting for, and I'm telling you right now, don't go in and just vote the straight Republican ticket. I know for a fact that a lot of these Republicans on the Republican Ticket are lying. They're lying. I have, you know, I'm running for county commissioner. One of my opponents showed up at an event that I spoke at this week. One of my opponents on the Republican ticket, he will be running in the Republican primary. For county commissioner. He showed up at one of the events that I spoke at with his wife wearing a rainbow Ruth Bader Ginsburg t shirt. Now, if you don't do your research and if you don't attend to who these people really are, you could be voting for people on the Republican ballot that are no more Republican than the man in the moon. Just because you call yourself a Republican doesn't make you one any more than Bruce Jenner calling himself a woman. The the Democrats know this. In some ways, they're smarter than conservatives, at least more shrewd. I don't know that they're smarter. But they understand that all they have to do is lie, declare themselves to be a Republican, A lot of people will be dumb enough to just vote the Republican ticket, and these Democrats gain office, gain authority, gain power over your lives, and they do not share any of the values that you hold dear. They embrace the racism of critical race theory. They think that social-emotional learning is a good thing, even though the sleight of hand and deception of the whole thing is just nothing but self-centered infatuation and the perpetuation of it in our children. They, they, They embrace the ontological insanity of LGBTQIA+, the misogyny of trans ideology, the hatred of Black Lives Matter, the pervasive arrogance of the Oklahoma Education Association and all the other teachers' unions. You're voting for people who are lying to you. And they know they're lying to you. They know they're not Republicans. They despise the Republican platform. But they carry the label so that you will vote for them so that they can control you. And they know that it all starts with education. That's why they're so hell-bent on doubling down on public schools and the lunacy that has prevailed in our country at their hand, at their direction. I'm going to close with a quote from Vladimir Lenin, listen closely. If we can effectively kill the national pride and patriotism of just one generation, we will have won that country. Therefore there must be continued propaganda abroad to undermine the loyalty of citizens in general and teenagers in particular by making drugs of various kinds readily available, by creating the necessary attitudes of chaos, idleness, and worthlessness, and by preparing him psychologically and politically, we can succeed." Close quote, Vladimir Lenin of the Soviet Union. And then his successor, Joseph Stalin said this, control the schools and you control the future. That's why Democrats are lying to you about being Republicans so that they can control the schools, they can control your kids. Ultimately, they will control you, and they will control your future. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.